Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. This is Chris Davis with the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm listening to Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stirring host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rody. Happy Easter, coconuts. And the button lover, Josh Sroka. So if you're taking Easter, does that mean i got to go with the happy 420? <laughs> We're a We're, little late for that one. No, is that today? No, it was yesterday. Oh my gosh, Oh, Josh. I thought today was the 20th. Are you still 20th. celebrating? <laughs> no, no, I thought today was the 20th, my calendar is wrong um but we are recording a day early anyway yeah special sunday episode because tomorrow we're going to go to the orioles game we're going to support our birds that's right we're not fair weather fans we're going to support our birds we'll be the ones you hear on the mass and broadcast cheering if you're at the stadium come say hi we'll be the ones at the stadium that's right (laughs) we'll we'll say hi to you too up in In section 336 in fact I challenge you to just yell for us from wherever you're sitting <laughs> and see if we can hear you. We might, yeah. There's a good chance we'll wave back. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm gonna get Bert. I'm going to buy Bert a uh, a nice meal, a hot dog or something. That's right. I won the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, so you can start thinking about, challenge. about what you want, Bert. But, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. I'll make, sure, or... I'll make sure to bring my card to get the 15% off. Something from the $1.50 kids concession yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. something from there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I right. hope you want a kid's dog. I'll take a kid's dog. Why not? Hey, we got our Bay Sox night at the yard. Father's Day. Father's Day, Day at the Bay. Day at the Bay. Nice. it's not night and it's not at the yard. Day at the Bay. Tickets are $10 for June 16th. Uh, come join us. The You can play catch on the field. They're giving away a Bay Sox beer glass. And you get to sit with us right behind home plate. Really good seats. Bring the family and uh, laugh at us as we throw out the first pitch. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a fun time. So it's make sure only you get 10 your bucks. Yeah, yeah 10 bucks. Come on, man. You can treat dad and it won't put a dent in your wallet. That's right. Right. It's a great family experience. Good yeah. Father's Day. It'll cost about the same as I'm buying uh, this kid's hot dog for Bert. It'll be about the same price. <laughs> so that's cool. All right. And maybe the Bay Sox watch you win. We're going to see some names yeah. with it. I'm, I, I I'm looking forward to it. There's a better chance to see a, a Bay Sox win right now than the Orioles Come win. see the guys who are going to be uh, hoisting the Orioles World Series trophy in five years. That's right. <laughs> uh, but but not this year. No, not, not No, yet. no. They've won one game since we recorded last week. That's right. They now, lost, they lost the, two out of three to the Rays. And right now it's the eighth inning of the Twins Orioles game. So they're right. in danger of being swept by the Twins. It didn't happen, but right. they're in danger. Of. If, if they somehow come back and win today, 
then I'll say they won two between our episodes. Yeah. But I'll keep you updated. Right now, one game but, in the past week. But uh, some things have happened since our last episode. Yes. Like Chris Davis still hadn't had a hit the last time we recorded, right? No. That was two yeah. weeks ago. That's no. been two weeks already? No, yeah. no, no. It was last week. He got but his first hit. He got I his first hit on Sunday, and we record or on Saturday or Sunday, and we recorded on Monday. Because oh, that's the whole reason I was pushing the whole 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 past Cedric Mullins with the batting average, <laughs> yeah, which, which he did, which doesn't make sense to me. And so, what now, Josh? Are you going to get in the campaign? When will he pass Richie Martin? Is that what's next in your campaign? <laughs> I mean, he'll pass, pass Richie uh, Martin if you want to go there. Yeah, Richie Martin's going to get passed this week. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Is this your game? And after that, Joey Rickards next. Joey Record, like look out. see Joey Record doesn't get enough plate appearances. All right, but then the next thing you know, Chris Davis is going to be our representative in the All Star game. Uh, as what a pitcher? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, he, besides that long ball he gave up to Scope, he got a filthy strikeout. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. How do you guys feel about seeing? We were watching the Twins here, and they got a couple of Orioles, uh, a couple of Orioles that were big parts in the O's recent history, like beloved Nelson Orioles. Cruz, yeah. beloved Oriole Nelson Cruz. Yep. Uh, Dan Duquette's pride and joy right there. Yeah. And then Jonathan Scope, Scopey, how did it make you feel after Rosario hit that home run? Whether I don't remember if it was his first or second or third home run because he hit three of them that day. But when he came back to the dugout and he did the high five with Jonathan Scopey over there in the yeah. dugout, that was a little sad to see them yeah. doing the high five. <laughs> Weird. Somebody's going to be having fun. I guess so. <laughs> Might I as well wish, be Scope. I wish it was my guys. But no, it's good to see Scope. I'm glad, I hope he – I mean, we wish the best to Scope. And if you're going to leave the Orioles, go in time with the Twins. Who cares, right? Didn't he get hit by a pitch his first at-bat yesterday? Uh, Did he? I don't know. Cruz got hit on Sunday today. Yeah, you can look that up. That I'm pretty sure he got true. plunked in his first plate How appearance did, after they show the montage. But he is – Thank you, Scope. Here's yeah. a plunk in the but back. But even when Scope was with the Orioles, like he is – he gets he, hit a lot. Yeah, he, 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 leans he leans in there. In. Doesn't get out of the way real quick. But you know he must have been in that dugout, just like Zach Britton when the Yankees came into town, looking across like, who is that? Yeah. I see Joey Rickert. I see Trey Mancini. see Chris Davis. Who's the rest of you? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, how cool it is for Jonathan Scope to go to his former team. But, like, there's not that many like, guys. <laughs> no, like, Mull- we hung out with. Mullins came after him. Yeah. Uh, Villar came for him. Yeah. So he they never Nunes played together. Nunez came after him. Uh, did he? When did Nune- when did Nunez get here? Well, uh, after I'm gonna go with after. Okay. I'm gonna say any any of these guys. Um, the, I mean the the catchers all came this season. Yeah, yeah. Dwight Smith Jr. Yeah. You go through the line. Richie though. Martin. Richie Martin. This year. Yeah. Dwight Smith Jr. I mean, there was, Ruiz. This you're year. talking yeah. the guys who played with Jonathan Scope are Chris Davis, Trey Mancini, Joey Rickard, and then there's some pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, and so there's not that, all that, but but two of the people that did play with, uh, with each other were, were Chris Davis and Jonathan Scope, and yes. that was kind of a fun moment. I know it's terrible, it's a fun moment to see Chris Davis first pitch of the at bat, just uh, throw up a meatball to. Scope I feel like I feel like that was a here, Scope. This is for you. The game's out of reach. Why not just throw one down there? Help help his boy get another home run on the count, because then he looked good after that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Davis looked better I mean, than many of our bullpen arms. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Davis is told, like, just throw strikes, please. Right. right. Let's all go home. Yeah. <laughs> but but this is the position player to pitch watch. We're at number two so far. So it, yeah. Now, and it was, right, and they said it was Hanser. Alberto. Hi, when Alberto, Alberto last time. Pitched, and that was because Brandon Hyde 
didn't want to put Chris Davis up there with no strikeouts or with no at hits and put all the spotlight on him. Yeah, but I guess that spotlight's over now. Well, yeah. I mean, now that he's hitting the ball, he's having fun again. There's yeah. less pressure. Yeah. But we're about one-eighth into the season here. So I would I just doing some quick math here. That we're about, what, on pace to have 16? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 16 times have a position player pitch. That's hilarious. And uh, if you want to count wins, how many wins we have so far in the month of April? Well, we got eight. eight. So if we're one-eighth, we'll have 64 wins. That's better than last better year. Better than what we expected. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so far but we things went downhill after those first two weeks. Yeah. Congrats, like, uh, congrats to the Orioles for now having – for leading all the baseball now and run differential. It took us a little bit longer to get there than I thought it would. But now at negative 45 run differential, we're number one. Well, and they're giving up 50-plus home runs the month of April. It's never happened before. Yeah. yeah. Alice Cobb seemed to imply that there's something going on with the baseball. Yeah. Did now, you see that? Yeah. Now, people are giving Cobb a hard time because – he made all those comments after getting just shellacked. Yeah, it must yeah. be the but, baseballs. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have been here and talk about it. The baseballs being juiced this year before this week, uh, two thirty eight. You know, like the stats nerd place. Yeah, they uh, did a comparison. Five thirty eight. Five thirty eight. Yeah, I think two thirty eight's a ban. Five thirty eight. That's Blink one eighty two. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. I think two thirty eight's a knockoff Blink one eighty two. Okay, like a Christian version. Okay, if I'm remembering correctly, but uh. Um. Anyway, five thirty-eight did a stat a few weeks ago where they, because of the number of home runs in baseball, not just by the Orioles, where they were saying it's on the same pace as back in the juiced ball era. Yeah. So they were implying that the balls are once again juiced because Major League Baseball did come out years ago and and admit to juicing the balls back then. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. No, you. We've seen uh, dominant pitching lately, and there's always that balance where yeah. they want to bring the offense back. Fans want the offense. People love dongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're seeing it in the NFL when they change the rules to be a quarterback pass happy uh, system. But changing the rules is different than like deflating the football. Yeah, yeah, uh, slightly. Yeah, yeah. There, you know if, what it is when that, they, if that conspiracy theory is true, there's a manufacturing process that goes into making baseballs that they're purposefully adjusting right. yeah I don't, I don't buy it they did it in the 90s they've admitted to doing it in the 90s so and what it is again to but get more what, offense and, and it works once what who who allows them to do that just because they're major league baseball and they yeah they make the rules they make the balls they control it's the not manufacturing like, of baseballs yeah and they call is there some dude rolls? in delaware rubbing baseballs in the mud yeah, in yeah mud yeah that yeah, guy's got to put the mud, mud on or whatever it is. but yeah, yeah is, is major, that, it's not like it's not like they go to sports authority and say uh Orioles got a game today. I'll take two buckets. Yeah, it's no. They get they make them. They uh, but they're juiced both ways, know. right? How do you juice balls both ways? Like I'm saying, they're not just juiced for the twins hitters hitting dongs off. Cobb. No, no, it's right. just balls are juiced in general. Our, we we get the juice too. Yeah, but the problem yeah. is, I we, mean, that makes sense. That's the, the only way Trey Mancini's us. hit six home runs it's so just, far. It's just like the steroid era. It didn't help the Orioles. We still use the steroids. Yeah, I don't know about Trey Mancini, but like Dwight Smith Jr., who never hits home runs, already has like four <laughs> or five. Joey Rickard's got a couple. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I, this is a little off topic, but we, uh, my son's in T-ball and they have us do all these fundraisers. the ball and T-ball? No, but, uh, they told us how much this rec league spends on baseballs a year, a season. Yeah. $8,000. On balls? On baseballs. Where do all the Doesn't balls that sound go? crazy? They can't reuse balls from last year? I, I think, well, every game gets like four new baseballs and there's T-ball, clinic, uh. 
rec league, all so the way up a, to like high school age. Like, I guess well, I they use to, a lot of baseballs. I used to coach softball, and I'd spend about thirty bucks a year on balls. Yeah. So I guess if you're coaching then thirty teams, there's thirty teams just in t-ball alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So that adds yeah. up. Yeah. I thought yeah, that was crazy. Still didn't sell any candles though. Yeah, that's a little. Guess I, yeah. <laughs> guess I won't be starting my own t-ball league. That's a little pricey. <laughs> I don't think there's a big uh, profit in t-ball leagues. Oh, I'm gonna. Do, st- you gotta do it for the love of the t-ball. Do you guys feel like when the Orioles lose? Like, first of all, anyone who's like... I don't feel anything. Overreacting <laughs> to Orioles losing. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even mad when they lose. No. Yeah, that I was, get excited like on... Um, the Facebook groups are awesome because the Orioles are supposed to lose this year and there's people in there. The Orioles are letting the city of Baltimore down. It's like, yeah. no, it's called a rebuild. Shut up. Sabermetrics isn't the working. Or, the Orioles suck. This None of these pitchers are good. Yeah, we know that. Right. They, that's... Don't be surprised if you're listening. And I'm assuming we've got smart listeners. If you're listening to Section 336, you weren't expecting the Orioles to do be good this year. They're never going to have a winning record again the rest of the season. Right. They won't. And 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 because and people want to talk about when they were winning a little bit at the beginning of the season, and they are. I mean, to be honest, they're playing better than I thought they are. I mean, this is a team we talked about. They're on pace to win 60 plus games. I thought they would win like 45 games. No. Um, yeah. So they're playing better than I thought. But a lot of people are going back to like. Um, the clubhouse mentality and how the how cart boys everyone yeah everyone uh gets along and it's not like last year like mm-hmm. the clubhouse is really engaging and yeah. friendly and good and all that's like well and good that makes that make you know what that does that makes them fun that helps them have fun in a losing season right and it and it makes them fun to watch right you don't want to watch a bunch of depressed guys sitting on the bench and it makes it fun because they're not going to win a lot of games but if they if they win one game this week. It's fun. That win's going to be a fun. Like like that like that <laughs> yeah. game where they came back on what Friday night? No, Thursday night. They came back after blowing yeah, it in the ninth. Yeah, they blew Thursday. it in the ninth. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then yeah. they came Actually, back, and they, they were all celebrating Davis, for coming yeah. back, forgetting about the fact that they blew the game. That's like a great example of this team because there's no expectation. So anything like that, sure, they're expected to be bad. Yeah, but but, but but the clubhouse doesn't give you wins. Yeah, that's my it point. makes things fun. The clubhouse like doesn't replace talent. Like you give me the best clubhouse in the universe. Like Burt would be a great now, clubhouse guy, right? Right, but he's not going to help you win any games. Now, no. now you want to win games, you need talent, right? Now a bad clubhouse can hurt you and make you lose games. Yeah, and we a, saw that with the Red Sox years and, ago. And a good clubhouse can maybe help you win games. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but it's not going to take you. It's not going to take no talent. Right. It's not right, going to take a, you, a forty win team and make you a, give you ninety. But yeah. I would take a ring from a team where they all hate each other. Yeah, I still get a ring at the end. Yes, of the day. yes. Yeah, because <laughs> again, we root for the laundry. Of course. But usually, you see teams with good talent and good chemistry. That kind of combination yep. usually wins. Yes. For uh for the most part. Right. So what do you want? Chicken and beer? No, I don't want chicken and beer. I that's <laughs> I was mad that today uh, because of yesterday's doubleheader loss, the Red Sox finally surpassed us in the standings. Oh. Red Sox it took you long enough. Finally. Uh but but now the Red Sox are ahead of us, which makes me makes me mad. Though like I'm also like a little bit torn because when we lose every time we lose against Tampa, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Right, but it keeps but them. Tampa away. gets a game ahead of the Yankees and Red sure. Sox, and I like that. And I feel a little bit the same way with the Twins. Like they're my team in the Central. I love Scopey. I love Cruz. Like I'm rooting for them to win the Central. And right now they're they're in first place in the Central. And every time they beat us, I'm like, oh, that sucks. I want to win, but at least the Twins get a win. Sure. Uh, I don't feel that way when we play the Boston Red Sox or the Yankees. Like I right. want to. 
I want to I want to crush them um, because we win and it hurts them in the standings. Definitely. Uh, they were just showing a graphic on Masson um, about Ryan Mountcastle, the week he's having. I think he has something like four home runs his last five games. Yeah, he's having a huge week. Um, and he's playing at Norfolk. Uh, he would be a huge upgrade on what we have currently have. He would play first base. Uh, you is, is that what he's doing in Norfolk, playing first base? Playing first base. And apparently he's been pretty good from what I've read. Okay. Um, is there any temptation at this point to kind of pull that trigger? Josh, you were mentioning to me, and I, I, I'll take your word for it, that Vlad Guerrero Jr. is getting caught up. Yeah, soon. he's getting caught up uh, soon by the Blue Jays I was reading. Yeah, so they got their extra year service time or whatever. And I know Vlad had this nagging injury. They got rid of that. Right. Um, so are you, if you're the Orioles, would you be at all tempted to, now that Ryan Mankowski is kind of hot, He's at the highest level, AAA, can't go any higher, you can't promote him past this. Are you tempted? He's still 21, Ryan Matkoff, so he's still a young kid. Yeah. Um, but are you tempted to pull that trigger being our best hitting prospect to get someone to watch up here? Would you be tempted if you're Michael Elias to call up Ryan Matkoff? It doesn't do you any. What does it do for you? Give him what do you You, you, you want to give him exposure? major league talent, yeah. So next year he can hit the ground running with a almost a full year under his belt. I mean, I'm just asking if, if you're tempted to do that. Um, I'm tempted, but then I look at the season and I say, well, right now I've got Trey Mancini uh, and Davis that, at first base. But I guess if you want to, I could see you bring him up and let him share time with Davis. Why not? You're putting your DH, you're putting like Nunez or or Rio Rio Nunez, he's been your DH a bunch. Yeah, you combine them. That's so, okay. Renato Nunez, yeah, there and Ruiz are two different players, but they're both playing DH. <laughs> well, yeah, but Ruiz is the better third baseman. He's a little bit younger, the better third baseman. Uh, Renato Nunez has been playing mostly DH, All and right. he's the better hitter. Like what we need is, and you're right, we should combine those two people. He had the defense of Ruiz, but the bat of of, of uh, uh, Renato Nunez. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, if we can combine those two guys. Um, I'm sorry, I said Mountcastle was 21. He's 22. Um, in 17 games so far, he's batting 306. Wow. Has four home runs, but he's been on a recent tear. I think those home runs have come in the past five games. Um, I don't know. Bert, are you tempted to get these young birds up already? I, I, it depends on if Mountcastle is part of the extended rebuild plan. He absolutely is. Well, then, and then they also is part of this rebuild plan going to take some of these young guys that you might bring up early, like a Mount Castle. Yeah. Is he somebody you're going to extend? Because his, you know, we talk about the clock starts ticking or whatever. Right. Why don't you call him up? If, if they, if they're not going to pay their potential free agents, like they did not do with Machado or did not do with, uh, uh, or Phillies didn't do with, or Nats didn't do with Harper. Right. Uh, not saying he's going yeah, to be saying, that. Gonna he's not going to be that caliber. That. But if he's part of that group, uh, don't. If you're not going to extend him, don't bring him up now. Yeah. Right. But I, I think you would. I think we've learned a lot about how teams are handling their their players in the past. Like basically since the season started, we've seen more extensions. Right. In the but past it's only been weeks. like two months, six six weeks. Right. We're talking three, four years from now. That trend exactly. could be completely different. Well, and that's when the extension talk would start to happen three or four years from now. And we don't even know. No, we don't even know if he's worth the, an extension. Well, we don't know what the players union will come up with. Right. If they'll change. Well, and that's the why. There might a, be a strike. Right. Right. Yeah. There's a or lot. they might to, change service time rules. Yeah. It's very likely. That's so, I mean, that's why it's Michael Elias' decision to make. And, and he can't foresee the future, but he has an idea of what his plans are going to be. 
Yeah. And if his plan is we're only going to use Mountcastle for the five years we got him before free agency, then there's no way they're going to bring him up. Do you now. think it's any yeah. telling that the Orioles DFA'd Mike Wright yesterday because they had to because he's been trash? Yeah. And they brought up <laughs> Yanoa, Gabriel Yanoa, instead yeah. of a young arm. Well, you know, that's a good point. The the I was a little bit surprised because Mike Wright is not part of the future. No. He is a what we call a placeholder. Yeah. And the Orioles have a whole lot of placeholders. And right now it seems like they're okay. Right. But you know it was a place is a kind of a placeholder right. too. Right. He's a placeholder so he, replacing a placeholder. Right. So, <laughs> so he kind of showed that like he wasn't going to use this opportunity to bring up a young arm. Yeah, this is uh, what they say, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're replacing one deck chair with another deck chair on a sinking ship. Um, but none of them are going to make any difference. Right. Um, and so Mike Wright, I think they wanted to get uh, – see, I don't know if they think about Mike Wright. I, I assume they think Mike – because Mike Wright, they say, has the stuff. And I right. kind of believe that he can get and up they, into the mid-upper uh, 90s. Right, and they DFA'd him, and he sucks, so he'll get through and get into yeah. the, their minor league system. And every home run ball he throws, I think every single one, is right down the middle. Is. He, right he has a problem with, with getting things like yeah. throwing on the edges. Yeah, it'll either be out way outside or right down the middle. Yep. And they hit a home run when you throw it right down the middle and the ball does not move. Um, just ask Dylan Bundy. He'll agree. <laughs> uh, and so, But I think Mike Wright is what? He's like 27, 28 right now. Um, we tried him at starter. That didn't work. We tried him at bullpen. I mean, playing for the Orioles, you get so many more chances than playing for any other team. And even with all these extra chances, um, like I'm a little annoyed. I 29 wish, years old. I wish someone would pick him up. It's time to give him up. I wish someone would pick him up. I don't even want him in the organization now because if he's in an organization, he's going to have a good, what, two weeks at, at Norfolk. And right. they'll, they'll call him, him back, back up, up and we're, all, we're doing this all over again. Yeah. No, the guy, he's not part of our future. So if you want him here just as a placeholder, fine. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't, even if Mike Wright pitched well, it doesn't matter. Mike Wright pitches well, fine. He pitches well. He's not good enough to trade him or anything like that. Right. And, and so whatever. Mike Wright is... People get so upset about Mike Wright, and he, he doesn't matter. <laughs> he really doesn't. Even no. if he pitches well, he's not part of the future. So, like, why do you care that he sucks? It shouldn't matter if he sucks. I feel the same way about Miguel Castro, even though I know Miguel Castro <laughs> This is, is coming from the same guy who saying, I don't know if I'm going to the game because David Hess is pitching. Yeah. He doesn't matter. Hess doesn't matter. I know. I know. You think is David Hess – I was having this debate um, with Pops. He loves David Hess. You think David Hess is – like, when we're good – Let's say we're good four years from now. Uh, is David Hess in that rotation? He's under contract for that long. No, is, he's probably moving into the bullpen. Is he good enough to be in the starting rotation I feel like, when we're good again? I feel like any of these guys that are in the starting rotation, I feel like the Calvary. You told me these guys were going to be in the, our starting rotation and it didn't work. Some of them turned out to be decent bullpen guys. Yeah, it's true. Though, um, Andrew Kashner, placeholder. Yeah. Oz Cobb placeholder yeah. and even like really, really just a bad placeholder i don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> he's i was excited when we signed him yeah he's been really bad he's and hurt a baldo part yes two. um who else we got david hess i think the jury's still out on david hess i think maybe he could be a Some, fifth starter the, um uh, when we're good again yeah he's I, he sometimes looks good yeah so there's a yeah, chance maybe that no hitter is still just messing <laughs> with my head and giving me a false impression because he's right. the blue jays without flag Guerrero jr um, I tell you, the the guy, though, who's turned heads more than any pitcher in this organization in a while. I don't remember the last time someone started the season kind of as just another guy. And by April, everyone's saying, hold up. We got something here. And that's my boy, John Means. Yeah, John Means. Yeah. I've uh, been hearing that, too. And uh, I haven't been paying that close attention. I love the way John Means talks. 
I love the way he um, he pitches. He's so fast. There's like 10 seconds. Yes. He doesn't need a 20-second yeah. clock. There's like 10 seconds. Yeah, pitches. I wish he was pitching Monday. And he goes right after guys. Yeah. Uh, I love just his demeanor, his attitude. I'm a If I was to buy one jersey right now, it's seeing a month of the season. You're not, you don't buy a Means jersey. I buy a John Means jersey. I absolutely do. Then you'll be like those I'm guys sold. who are walking around with like a Steve Pierce jersey. Or a Bud Norris jersey. Or a Bud Norris jersey. <laughs> no, no. He's no Bud Norris. No, I think he has the potential to be good. Uh, I'm excited. And he's still young. And he's, no. I don't know where this uh, change-up came, came, came from. But I don't care. I, I, I love it. I'm excited by him. Um, yeah. Only so. only jersey you can buy are the are the legends right now. You can't buy a jersey of anyone on this team. Really? And be confident they'll be around. All right. Well, John Means rocking this year an ERA of one point seven two. I know. I like John Means. Has seventeen strikeouts in fifteen innings. He's twenty six years old. That's good. Yeah. Like it. All right. Let's hope it continues. Do you guys find? I find. Uh, let me get you guys take on this. Um. We're, there's a lot of games we lose. We lose a lot of games. Yes. yes. Sometimes we lose them by a lot of runs. Yes. Like yesterday, second game of the doubleheader. Do you guys find? Are you one of those fans where you find kind of silver linings in the loss? Like you can say, okay, we lost, but like for example, here's what happened yesterday in the loss. And and tell me if I'm forgetting something. Um, Tanner Scott struck out five of six guys. Yes. He looked dominant with his slider. Tanner Scott still only throws 96. Right. I thought this kid was supposed to be throwing like 102 miles per hour. That's what I thought. I thought whatever. he was supposed to blow past the guys, and that's what yeah, he's got. Bowie, yeah, but he was having control issues yeah, he's throwing 100. Right, so but maybe he, he has to slow it down just to get control. I, I don't care. I want, I want wild thing. I want him up there throwing it hard. I do too. But his slider <laughs> was like the most effective pitch yesterday. But anyway, um, so silver lining. Tanner Scott had five strikeouts most in his career. Um, Renato Nunez had two home runs. His first game where he had two dongs. Um I'm trying to think what else. Oh, um, someone had their first home run yesterday, too. Was it Ruiz, maybe? Uh, but there was uh, – you could point out, despite all the Mike Wright and the Chris Davis pitching and Alex Kopnoff right. home runs, do you guys find yourself, like, drawn to and watching for kind of small upsides in the midst of this terrible season and terrible games? For me, it's not – no, not statistically, not – nothing – like, all the stuff you listed is great. Yeah. But for me to find any silver lining, to for me to watch a game or listen to a game, the only thing I'm taking away from it are the things that provided me entertainment. Like the Chris Davis pitching isn't necessarily a silver <laughs> lining. But for me, it yeah, made yeah. watching the highlights at least, because I didn't even watch the game, but I watched the highlights from that game because Chris Davis pitched, and I want to see that. I don't care who got their first home run. I don't. I did kind of care about Tanner Scott, but only because he was on Section 336 one time, and I find that entertaining. Uh, oh, and the other one I missed is Brandon Klein made his yes, debut. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that that's a silver lining. I would also agree with. So your silver lining are debuts and highlight plays. Things like that, that, yeah, things that make me want to actually watch yeah. or listen. So I'm I'm there with you, Matt. I don't know if you guys know this. I wrote an article a couple weeks ago for Fan Sided. No, I did not for uh, Birds Watcher, which is the Orioles versus uh, division of Fan Sided. And uh, I'm going to start writing like little opinion pieces once a month for them. So I wrote one a couple weeks ago about how to be an Oriole fan in 2019, and that I went with the silver lining approach. I said you got to watch every game as if it's spring training. The scores don't matter, uh, and you look at you watch the games cheering for guys like Richie Martin to to make some outstanding defensive plays, and Richie Martin start to get his bat together, understanding the fact that he's a double A player. So I do I do watch the games with those silver linings. 
Yeah. And I try not to be embarrassed. <laughs> because I, I, I think I, it was pre-show I told you guys, once a week is my embarrassment level. They can embarrass me once a week. Yeah. More than that, it's, it sucks. Yeah. Though I do enjoy position players pitching. And yeah. that only happens when you get embarrassed. Yes. It's true. That's yeah. true. So that's a little bit of a but that's a silver, but, <laughs> but, no, but see, that's where, that's, where you're get, that's where you're going for that silver line and then the loss. Yeah. That would be considered a catch-22, right? Yeah, yeah. That's thing that's okay. used appropriately. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know, Josh, can I talk about over most pointless text messages ever? I, was, I mentioned Mike Wright as a placeholder. A placeholder. Like, he doesn't matter. Yeah. Here's a text I got from Josh. Mike Wright, DFA'd. Gabriel, you, uh, you know, caught, caught up. Yeah. That was the most pointless text message. That's because that wasn't for I've, you. I've ever received in my life. You're on that group text. It's for dad. Oh, well, again. He, he loves Mike Wright. Okay. I don't know why <laughs> you would ever text anything about Mike Wright happening. A text message is for important things that happen related to the Orioles. It, and so it was Easter was, morning. Yeah. I was bored. Okay. I was sitting through my fourth okay. so- sermon. I don't, I don't want you to text me on Mike Wright oh, updates. And had, four uh, sermons. Same, the same <laughs> sermon four times today for me. Uh, at least you knew when to hear I ran, the right points. I ran down for four Spoiler different Spoiler alert. For four he rose sermons. from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> all, all four times. What's that? The, you know, the George Costanza scene where he, he goes into the movie and he has this great line. Then he goes in the same movie again. <laughs> yes. Just so he can restate the, the same great line. That, that had that to hurt. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. you're, kind of, you're kind of there because I think there was a line in the sermon of like uh, – uh, what is it? Mary Magdalene and the other ladies went to the tomb, and guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler pause, alert! D- dramatic pause. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I, I too like. I think it's a big deal that N- that Nunez is playing well. I think it's a big deal that Dwight Smith Jr. is playing well, and I think those guys can play well. And if Mike Wright gives up ten runs, like it's still it's not a win in my book, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay because I'm more concerned with the young players playing well than I am with how Mike Wright plays. Not to pick on Mike Wright. Even Ox Cobb, right? Ox Cobb, his playing doesn't interest me that much. No. How Richie Martin, you're right, Josh. How Richie Martin, um, how Dwight Smith Jr. plays. How about Alberto's How uh, Ruiz are, plays. Does he intrigue you? No, fans, he does Fans he, excite him, and I don't understand why. What, oh, he's the one who had their first home run. That's uh, I said Ruiz. No, Alberto had his first home run yesterday. That was okay. a silver lining. Gotcha. Um, but no, he doesn't really intrigue me. I, I, I'm, I'm interested that he's kind of large and can play a lot of, lot yeah. of positions. And that's kind of funny a, to me. A goofy guy. Yeah, yeah. like a big guy. Yeah, I yeah. like the photos of him on the bench with the other players. Yeah, he seems to be entertaining. Like he looks like he's like the clown or something. Yeah, at one point I saw him rolling the camera. Yeah, exactly. Shot when uh, Severino <laughs> knocked the ball He seems like the type of guy where if he was in the bullpen, he'd be crawling underneath the benches to tie their shoes together and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were going to have to watch a team lose 120 baseball games, yeah. this is not a terrible team watch to do True. that. I mean, the catchers are always pumped up. You love that. A lot of the pitchers work fast. Um, you got a fiery uh, a manager hide. He's yeah. fiery. Yeah. And no one uh, told him that they're supposed to lose 120 games. He doesn't coach like <laughs> right. that. That they're, he, they're losing constantly and, and uh, him and the other coaches keep getting ejected. I know. It's like they think they're, they're, supposed, it's like they think they're supposed to win or something. Right. Get I got to stand up for my players. Yeah, it, like, the, dude, chill. The doubleheader was a little painful. Like, that's, yes. that's too much baseball for this team yes. right now for, yeah. on a single day. You normally love doubleheaders. Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan that they should be more off days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Theoretically, I would have been all about but it But not with this team. Yeah, the, the, um, 
one ticket for two games. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's great. Yeah, but it's no one thing. should have to watch. And then the second game, if you stayed throughout the first game. And yeah. I mean, it was apparent by the end of the uh, first inning. They weren't yeah. no, ready for two right. baseball I'm, games. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> no one jumped off the upper deck in that second yeah. game. I mean, at least you're they right. They were there all day. The second game, it was a, it was was the game was over by the second inning. So at least there's that. I was really hoping for the comeback tie at the end of the first game to go to the extra yeah, innings for the first game and then still have to pay play a second game uh, with a late start. Yep. Oh, shoot. The Orioles just were up the bases loaded. Yeah. Two outs down by one run. And was that Severino up? Yeah, they yeah. were trying three out, three balls, one strike. Yeah, headers and, down. And that, and that fourth stri- uh, that one strike, that was a ball. That was oh, way was outside. It? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, hate to see I, I, I thought the Twins were going to pull an Orioles and walk in the tie and run. Yeah, yeah, but it's another win for the Twins. So another Twins good. Yeah, separate themselves from the Indians, so that's <laughs> good to see. And another loss for Dylan Bundy, right. win three. Bring on the White Sox. Yeah, uh, we do. We we do have the White Sox coming in this week, so that that should be two bad teams, two rebuilding teams, I should say. They're not bad teams; they're rebuilding teams with the White Sox and the Orioles. So that should be interesting. We're going to go see Hess tomorrow. Uh, means they've been using means as a starting out of bullpen. Can we get it? Has there been a consensus on how means is used since he's now my f- new favorite player? <laughs> is he a starter? Or is he a bullpen guy from here on out? Can we get a little bit of a consensus on this? No decision yet. Okay. All we know is that it is Hess pitching on Monday and it's Kashner on Tuesday. Yep. And we don't have anyone pa- pass on. No, we don't have. Any, so, we don't know anything past. It's them. probably one of those things where, like, if they use if they means, use means in the pen. Yeah. Right. If though, not, they can push him. Though I do feel like Hyde feels like this, and I would agree with him. Bringing the means, like if you have a chance to even maybe win a game, you got to pull out all the stops. There's not going to be many chances to win many games this year. Right. So like, go for it. This is like a one game wild card playoff every game for Hyde, where <laughs> like you you don't know when you're gonna have a chance to win another game. So like when when it's close into the fifth or sixth inning. Like, throw it all out the window. you got to do whatever it takes to, to win, try to right. win the game. So, uh, Hyde has shown that he likes this opener situation. Uh, you think he, if you were Brandon Hyde, would you be tempted to use Chris Davis as your opener? Oh, that, way, that way you can fit in Trey Mancini at first base. That and, would be a silver lining. That know, would be what I'd call you know, silver lining. I would actually get, tune in for that. People would tune in. If, think about ballpark. you got to get people into the stadium. Imagine if on Monday, on Monday night, you knew that on Wednesday night, Chris Davis was the, was starting the game. You knew he'd only pitch an inning or two, but you'd you'd go. I'd watch no. it on TV. Or you, <laughs> right. you, you, I wouldn't. You'd I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't drive downtown just to see that. <laughs> but, but this and I, I'd, I'd combine that, it with a Chris Davis bobblehead as a pitcher. All right, then maybe you got me. <laughs> uh, um, but but this goes back to the idea that Brandon Hyde, manager Hyde, is trying to win. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting article on Fans Graphs. I don't know if I saw this. Called Brandon Hyde a day in the life of a big league manager. Okay, where it went over his day. Did you guys see this article? He counts as a big league manager. Yeah. yeah, it's his first year. Here's Brandon Hyde talking about what he does every day. All right, see if you can get behind this. Okay, I get up, have coffee or tea, and read the news from the night before. I look through world events and sporting events. The baseball news I read is national because I want to keep up with what, up what's happening throughout the game. Oh, yeah, and it's got to be depressing if he's only reading about the Orioles. And then it says from there, I, I usually try to hang out with my family for a couple hours before I go to the ballpark. Or I'm on the road. I'll do something like go out to the driving range. I'll do something relaxing. I get to the park fairly early for a night game that's around noonish, maybe 1230-ish. The first thing I do is double-check the lineup, which has already been set. That happened the night before. Put in the line. I want you. I want you to hear the support part. Listen okay. up, boys and girls. So far, it sounds just like my. Uh, I know. So far, I'm waiting for like what makes them special. <laughs> this is everybody's morning. 
putting the lineup together. Here we go. How he puts the lineup put together. Do you know where this is going? On the toilet. I get information from the a- analytics department. Right. Okay. I get it from a, uh, Sig Mydell, and there will be a lot more of it as we go along. So, still kind of bare bones. Right. So they're building the lineup for him. Because there wasn't one before. Um, Sig is basically starting from scratch. This is all high talking. So I get some information from Sig. I talk to our video guys who do run production and run prevention stuff. I also usually t- uh, talk to a couple of our coaches. Then I set the lineup. That sounds like a lot of work just to set the lineup that's the same every single day. Sounds like just, a, just to like watch him go of, lose seven to nothing in the third inning. And it sounds like a lot of work he's doing the last hour of his day. I actually like well, he could have done that throughout the day if he didn't like hang out with family and relax well, at he, home. He says this. Go actually, to the dri- driving range. He said, "Actually, I have tomorrow's done, kind of scratch, and after today's game, I'll solidify it. Once I do, I'll give it to the field coordinator, Tim Cousins. He'll text it to the players, so they'll have it the night before." So that's something. Something's new too. Hey, uh, Brent, text manager Hyde, how do I get on that text thread? Yeah, <laughs> can I can I get that? Can I get that too? Uh, but I don't. I don't think he's necessarily doing too much or too little. I think it sounds fairly uh, normal. Yeah, but it does sound like there's a lot of people putting in a lot of work to to watch it completely blow up in their face in the first three innings of the game. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, that's I, exactly I, what happened yesterday. Yeah. But Somebody think, spent a lot of time analyzing statistics and video footage to put together the best possible lineup. And, uh, and right. It, you know, but then isn't that better than like Buck Showalter who would just use the same lineup over and over again? Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So and I, I think it's it, like he said, it's still bare bones. They're still right. You know, building. And I something. like, I like that. It's like, it's a team mentality. I like that. I like that. There's a bunch of people getting involved in it to put the lineup together. I like that. Not for this year. This year, it doesn't matter. But all building all of these practice, just like the players on the field, Building all of this behind-the-scenes stuff is going to bring winning. Yeah. Here's some more stuff from Hyde. He says, I have daily conversations with Mike Elias. We usually talk multiple times a day, so some of them are basically check-ins. Mike isn't on this trip, so I texted him. This is, I guess, last road trip. Mike isn't on this trip, so I texted him this morning, and we'll talk after the game. We talked after the game last night. It's a real small front office here, so it's mainly me and him talking about our club, talking about the game. Okay, so what's it like? You up? You watch the game? <laughs> yeah, like it's funny, right? Because it seems you, to be you like, see, I put Chris Davis in his picture. Yeah, it seems like the whole office is Mike and Sig. And, uh, it and is. Hyde. Like it is. There was no one there. There is. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I'll close with this. He says, "I try to touch every single player each day." I don't Physically? know why I emphasize touch like that. I try to touch. I didn't mean I, to say it like I that. Just <laughs> it's just yeah. Um, whether it's in my office. Walking through the clubhouse. Or in the shower. Walk, guys, shut up. Walk, waking, <laughs> Jerry Sandusky thing uh, going on. Walking around during batting practice. I try to keep a good relationship with all the players. That goes back to what I was saying about wanting to cultivate a good atmosphere. And then he goes on talking about the media and interviewing and all that stuff. But um, I, I do like Manager Hyde. Yeah, I like Manager <laughs> Hyde too. But, you, I mean, right there, right? Like, I don't yeah. think Buck was getting well, – I don't think Dan Duquette was telling Buck how to set the lineup. I, and I've never heard of Buck <laughs> no. touching anyone. Right, but I, I mean, clearly, Manager Hyde it gets information from the f- analytics department yes. to um, to <laughs> I, I feel like, inform his. I feel like lineup. Buck would say something if Dan Duquette tried to give him a lineup. Yeah, I think this is part of what makes Manager Hyde appealing, is that he's a bit of a I don't yes want to say man. puppet, and I don't want to say yes man, but he takes in 
He knows his role. And he knows his role. Right. Yeah, that's a good way and to put it. And, and it is something where we said, like, after Buck and Dan, we wanted a front office and manager that worked together. Yeah. We didn't want this whole conflict of the two like we had. Yeah. And I would want, like, my analytics department, whose whole job it is to look at these kind of subtle stats, to tell me where guys would perform best right. in the lineup. Like, I would welcome that information. And, yeah, and because they're doing all that work, you can relax with your coffee and read about current events. Yeah, that's, that's right. And hang out with your family or exactly. go, or go to the driving range. Exactly, because it's not your job to look up the stats and Top who's pitching golf. tomorrow. Yeah. What, what, do you, would you prefer if you worked 24 hours a day? Is that the deal? No. You I don't like, like taking him an hour off to hang out with his family? No. You, just you hours we 8 and 15, I you know, feel terrible for You him. know, if it was Buck Showalter, would <laughs> take him all day just to text that lineup out. Press, press the little button. <laughs> yeah. do you, are you okay with them texting the whole lineup to the players the day ahead of time? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I kinda, I'm sure. I'd like to I go like to the it. stadium and look to find your name on the wall. I'm sure it's tentative, but why not let your players mentally get ready? Yeah, that's what Hyde thinks. Manager Hyde. So that, that's just a little blurb from him on Fangraphs. I you like that. Check that out. Yeah, it was a good, good little insight into the because how the analytics worked practically. I don't think well, there weren't any before. And and like appreciate and there's more in there I didn't read about the work he does prior to a series watching a bunch of video and stuff. Like Manager Hyde. Uh, he's putting in the work, and the players are putting in the work. Um, they just don't have enough talent right now to compete, but they're putting in the work, and this is kind of the foundation, right, of right. what's going And that's on. what we want, the process to start. Sure. And it's got to start there in the warehouse, in the clubhouse, and then eventually it'll move out into the field. Um, I talked to – last week I talked with Alex Murphy. Right. About uh, – because he's still down at extended – Minor league catcher. Minor league catcher. Orders. He's still down Local at extended kid. spring training – because he's still recovering from an injury. Yeah. And he was talking about how the analytic department is giving the pitchers, even down there, tons of data to work with. Yeah, that's cool. So it's cool to see that process start to work. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight, right? Right, right. We're not going to see results. I'm one, I really want to know, and we won't get this answer until much later in the season, about all the work that was put into Chris Davis. Yeah. And then him finally getting hits. Yeah. And is that because of the work they've been doing, or did he just get lucky? I mean, I think the most obvious way you see it, though, because in so many ways you don't see it, but the one of the obvious ways is the de- defensive positioning of the of the defense. Well, we're, the yeah, we're sh- we're on pace to now shift almost double what we've shifted last year, and our outfielders are playing a lot deeper now. Our outfielders keep running into each other, and it's driving me crazy. Well, it's just Cedric <laughs> Mullins is too fast, and he's today a ball hog. today today Dwight Smith Jr. was lined up to catch the ball, and Joey Rickert ran into him. Mm, yeah. Dwight Smith still caught it. I couldn't, you know, I, I saw who were playing the Rays. I couldn't believe this. You guys see this? Joey Rickard was up. Yeah, they had a shift on him. They had four outfielders lined yeah. up wow. in the outfield. Yeah. You guys saw, yeah, the Rays, the Rays have been doing Joey that. Joey Rickard, four outfields against Joey Rickard because he doesn't hit the ball on the ground. That's unbelievable. It was like a softball outfield. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I guess he doesn't hit the ball on the ground to the opposite field. Um. So four out. That was like right. Four outfielders. <laughs> but uh, Joey yeah. Rickard. It's uh, the Orioles are shifting almost twice amount, and it's working for them. They're getting more outs. Yeah, the problem is though, it's hard to uh, play defense against balls that go over the fence. You can have the best right, defense the long in the ball, world. The long ball but, beats every shift. And the Orioles have given up. I think this is true. The most long balls in all of baseball. I might be just making that up. Yeah, it feels like I think they've given correct. up the long most long balls. Remember that was always Chris Davis's thing. Is I don't need to worry about the shift because I'll just beat it by th- hitting it over. Yeah, him. I saw there was a graphic that the Orioles also have given up the most two strike hits in all of baseball. Yes, That's two strike home run. hits or home runs. Hits. A lot. They've hits. given so up a lot of two strike hits. home runs. Eighty-two two strike hits. 
Um, but I bet they've given up near the top in baseball against some home runs. Someone yes. can look that up. Um, there's only one other thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. That was the Tim Beckham bat flip. <laughs> Tim Beckham? No, not Tim, Tim Anderson. Beckham. Tim Anderson, sorry. Tim Beckham had a nice bat flip, but that yeah. was like three weeks ago. Yeah, Tim Anderson's the guy who just got suspended because there was also a little a brouhaha. <laughs> yeah, he got suspended flip. for words he was using during yeah, the fight, not but, the bat flip. Right. Well, a lot of people overreacted and said, oh, he got suspended for a bat flip. Yeah. And then it came out later, no, it was for the language he used. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I don't know how I feel about that either, but right. that's for another Wait, discussion. Bert, what did he Would say? Bert? say curse words or something worse than curse words? It's something's, well, it depends on I mean, who you ask. Yeah, let's just go, <laughs> go through the alphabet. We'll tell you when you get the right word. <laughs> yeah, it's Start in the slurs. middle. Yeah, yeah, slurs. Against a certain yeah. group against, of people. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, which isn't acceptable in 2019. Well, I guess. I mean, right? It's a couple old white dudes telling young uh, African-American men that they can't use the word. That's yes. what I saw. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know how I feel about that. I, I heard they're banning rap music from the clubhouse, too. Yeah. Is that the next step to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or they have to bleep it out whenever but it says anyway, it So he got a one-game suspension for that. Yeah, but the bat but, flip causes, caused a kerfuffle on um, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Did you, you guys saw the bat flip. Yes. yes it was awesome. a dramatic bat flip. I, th- I thought it was kind of a lame bat flip. Okay. I didn't like. The, he tossed I, it towards their yeah, bench, right? Yeah, because it wasn't. I prefer the bat flips that are like kind of just the 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 actual like flip. just flipping flip. of the bat. The, the flip of the bat, toss, uh, the soft toss. Yeah, right, is where I like. But but uh, no, do wait. You, we're all pro bat flip, right? I'm, I'm very anti bat flip. Oh, I'm, I'm so yes. pro bat flip. Why? Well, here's let my them have deal. fun. No, here's my deal. Let the kids play. No, here's my deal. The this is like you know this drive. I know you guys. This drives you guys crazy too. Uh, first of all, the ball is juiced, so I don't know why you celebrate and hitting a home run. This is like people who like um, it, it's it's the <laughs> Ravens. It's third and ten, or no, no, it's first and ten, and the Ravens are down by f- fourteen points, and the guy tackles a guy for for a two yard gain, and after the guy tackles him, he stands up, pumps all his right. chest, and like celebrates. All like right, if you tackled him for two yards, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, a but home a home run is not that. A home run is points. No, it is uh, points. Runs. Uh, <laughs> Runs. Runs. <laughs> it's the third inning. It's, it was the third or fourth inning when, it, when, when Tim Harris right. hit it. It was I, an inappropriate time. Yes. I feel like uh, like a walk-off bat-flip home run is one of my favorite things of yes. all time. Yes. But at some point, like like in the NBA, even college basketball, every time someone hits a three-pointer, they're like jumping around like they just won the championship. I can make a three. If I'm the fight open, I can make a three-pointer. If you give me about 10 shots, I can make <laughs> yeah. it. And so what are you celebrating? Something now, that, now, the home run's a little bit harder was than there hitting any, the three. Was there any build-up in that inning or any pressure? Or I, don't know, I didn't watch the game. I just saw the highlights. Right, because that would be my thing, too. Is Yes, there's an appropriate time. Yes, because I'm okay with pitchers celebrating, oh, especially late in games. The, the pitchers fist pumping. Yes, I'm I okay. I, I do, too, especially at big moments. Right, but yes. Right, bases loaded, no outs, and, and they get, get out a strike, of it. Oh yeah, and they get a strikeout yeah. or something. You pumped your fist, son. Yeah. But, like, you strike someone out in the third inning of a nothing-nothing game, like, chill how about, out. How about Chris Archer, bow and arrow well, that's to the sky? Fernando Rodney. Fernando Rodney. Yeah. Uh, Archer and bow and arrow. I was yeah. getting mixed up. Oh, they both played but, at Tampa. Uh, and, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was okay with that because it was the end of the game, right? Right, right. You, you and it was like game. he was celebrating. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but I just think no, I don't, people you're right. overdo with the celebrations. People act like, I don't want to get all, all strawberry on you, but people over-celebrate everything. In our in, in our culture, sure. society, right? You want a trophy? Uh-huh. You want but, a celebration? Bunch of millennials playing baseball now. That's exactly right. You hit one home run and you want to twirl on the bases. Uh, in 2015, Chris Davis hit it 53 times. A big deal, guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 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 now he can't even get a baseball. You know what I wish? Yeah. I wish Scope 
did a they did a nice bat flip on Chris Davis. <laughs> That's what I wish. Yeah, and I wish Chris Davis would pumped his fist when he struck the guy out. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I, I mean, I'm okay with obviously I'm okay with players having fun. I love stealing a base and like pumping your fist when you steal a base, or, or no, stretching I get what a you're single saying. to. Uh, but you overdo it. What you about the guys that bat flip and it turns out to just be a deep fly ball? Yes, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. great. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's like a, a the think, it's like an air ball. Yeah, right. in, uh, base, in basketball. Right. That that's the great. players on the field should just boo you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should boo you if you do that. Yeah, or like yeah. laugh and clap right. exaggeratedly. Um, but but yeah, I just think I'm I'm okay with everyone having fun. But like, let's right do it wait at the for right the right time. moment. Wait for the right moment. Yes. Don't celebrate every home no. run like that. Chill. That famous clip of Michael Jordan hitting the shot and then yes. jumping in the fist. That was just that was his first point of the game. That wasn't a big. Exactly. Yeah, right. if you watch an NBA game now, you, you would think it's uh, people do that all the time. High-pressure oh, well, situations call for bat flips like, and right. fist pumping. The most famous one is like the Batista one, which we hate so much. But that was like the perfect oh, well yeah, deserved. game. Yeah. Yeah, That's you got when to. you freaking flip the bat. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and that would go along with the whole. Uh, act like you've been there before. Yeah, and a, and a home run in the third inning is just a, a normal part from, of baseball. From a no one uh, who I get guy's name away right. even got wrong until right. called him Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, but yeah, a walk off a walk off deserves a bat flip. Yeah. Uh, a big lead taken home run. I'll even give you a bat a bat flip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In a tough fought game. Yep, but. There's very uh, few occasions that in the third inning you should be doing a bat flip. Right, right. There's got to be some. <laughs> right, there's got to be some pressure or some. Or yes. some yeah. And maybe little, there was a backstory that I'm not aware. Right. Of, but. Some arguing beforehand, back and forth. Something. There's got to be something to add a little something to that at bat. Yeah, I mean, and, in, in basketball, I was getting basketball time, but in basketball, like you get teed up for taunting, and that's kind of right. what it is. Yeah. Um, but like in and, a big moment, do it, but don't taunt. Maybe the inning. pitcher had just uh, slept with Tim Anderson's mother. The night before, so Tim Anderson had a home run off him and bat flipped. Yeah, that would be appropriate. That would, that would be, be appropriate if, if if the opposing pitcher is sleeping with your mother and you hit a home run off them. <laughs> you can bat flip. You can. De- you doesn't can do matter what inning it doesn't is. Doesn't matter the inning. Yeah. It's appropriate to bat. You flip. know, I think you can tell the appropriateness by the call. If the announcer is super yes. excited for the home run, yeah, there should be a bat flip. Yeah, okay. If the I, announcer's I, just saying it's back, back. Gone. I got to go back and listen to the Tim Anderson right. home run call. I, the announcer can give it can give it away if it's appropriate or not. If you're trying to figure out at home, see this is a problem because I watch all my games MLB at Bat App yeah. with no announcers. So all the batters need earpieces in their helmets so they can hear the announcer whether so, it's appropriate so they, well, no. or not to flip. No, the back. batters the batters know. <laughs> the batters should know. Yeah, they know the pressure of the situation. They know what's up. Yeah, sounds like he's just a bozo. Like there was a um. Gene um, Encarnacion, Gene Encarnacion, had a walk-off Grand Slam home run for the Damarva Shorebirds. That's a bat flip. A week ago, mm-hmm. and he watched it a little bit. Yeah, and that's an appropriate one, I think, to to watch. To watch, yes, sure. a walk-off Grand Slam in the yep. ninth inning. Yeah, there are times. I'm not anti-celebration. I'm just anti-celebration. Everything. <laughs> right. Everyone get a, get a you trophy for hitting a home run. We're setting records for home right. runs. The this third year. inning doesn't win you the game. We should come up with a whole – I could come up with a game and lift those scenarios to flip or not to flip. Yes. Whether this – Is that going to be – Particular moment deems flipping. Flip-worthy. Right. Yeah. Does that need to be our next uh, little 336 video? We go down to the baseball <laughs> field, do some bat flips and this appropriate is or not. If uh, if we'd have even gotten any hits at all against that ringer in the wiffle ball game – Bat flip. 
Bat flip. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Even a foul ball. Yeah. Bat flip. Yeah, bat flip. <laughs> yeah. Even just making contact a at tip. all. Yeah, I got, a tip. I caught one off my finger and almost flipped yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Your finger And then I flipped the my finger. Yeah, that's, but this is also, I think, one of the great things about baseball. People whine about oh, all the unwritten <laughs> yes. rules of baseball. This is one of my favorite things about baseball is being able to discuss all these rules and when to do it and when's appropriate. Sure. And don't even get into me about hitting, hitting batters because um, I'm all about that too. But so many people now, oh, but no, you might hurt them. It's not okay to throw baseballs at people. Yeah, and the pitcher doesn't even get a chance to bat. Yeah, so it's not fair. You could kill someone with that thing. I'm just like, everyone chill out. Th- th- throw the ball at his butt. Every, he'll he will survive. I promise. He'll get a he'll get a bruise. Yeah, and and he'll he'll move on. Yeah, it's I, but what it, about headshots? Well, they're very few, you rarely see an actual headshot because you purpose. could kill somebody. Yeah, maybe I got helmets. Yeah, has anyone ever died from a headshot in the majors? Like pitching to uh, header. Oh, I've seen guys get like hit in the face, and that's always oh, right. Yeah. Right, there's yeah. been ugly hits. There was a pitcher a few years ago that was like. Oh, yeah, severely that, damaged. That got a, a line drive backed in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Hap- yeah. happened to him. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. He, remember he just, some, remember some pitchers dangerous. have those hats now that have like the <laughs> foam inside of them. Yeah. <laughs> the mascot hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hats. So yeah, no. All right, but I just I love whenever the bench is clear. I love a bench yep. clearing. Yes. The, uh, was, it, was it the I Reds? Love... Was it the Reds and the uh... Pirates? Chris Archer. Pirates. Yeah, you had the yeah, little Chris ketchup and mustard yeah, out and there fighting. Pe- and Puig was out there. I don't know how he's even involved, but he was out there <laughs> right. getting scrimmage. Yeah, which I, love Puig it. is one of my favorite players. I love that. Um, so more excitement is, I think, good for baseball. Mm-hmm. And people complain Will, about it all the time, but I think ultimately it's good for. Is baseball. there ever an appropriate for time for an Oriole player to do a bat flip this season? Mm, I think if you win a game. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. If Cedric Mullins hits a home run, maybe he can bat flip it. Right. I guess. I guess. Something (laughs) like that. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, the same rules apply for the Orioles. Yeah. It's a walk off. A big walk off. Yeah. Or a big home run late in the the game. I think you can, especially if there's tension before, especially if it's the Yankees or Red Sox. What's a a chance Machado does a walk off against the Orioles this June? I mean, not a walk off, but a uh, bat flip. I, w- I would think they're coming to Baltimore. They're coming to Baltimore in June. Yeah. I would think bat flip. Oh, I, as soon as he I don't hits know one, about a could be the first inning. But there's a good thing that something could happen in the series. Just mm-hmm. knowing Manny, yeah, something could happen. He's a hothead. Well, yeah, he's a lot of things. <laughs> I thought you were going to defend him for a minute. You're like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm I I love Manny Machado, and so I think that he just plays the game a little bit uh, a little bit differently. No one will confuse him for Charlie Hustle. No, no. No, he picks his spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. You guys can find us in all the usual places. Make sure you go to section36.com and get your Bowie Bay Talk Day at the Bay tickets. Yeah. Make sure you Father's are Day. subscribing on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Yeah. If that's you that's the only way yet. Bert listens to podcasts. That's true. Oh, really? Yeah. If you want to pay to listen to podcasts, subscribe to Spotify, like Bert. It's just an added bonus of my already paid for Spotify subscription. All right. Uh, But write us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. We always appreciate that. It helps the show. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Section336Show. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. 
Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.